you're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed some light, episode 196, coming to you. That was a couple of good cracks. I don't remember the last time we've had that's too good of a cracks at the beginning. Jeez. How about it? How about it? Episode 196, coming to you on a Friday. Michael and Jack are back. Cold ones cracked in hand. You already know the drill. And congratulations to all White Sox fans out there because Tony La Russa has officially retired. Refired. Yeah, it was it was weird. He like retired but like i felt like there was almost like two different reasons like there was like the health concerns yeah but then in his press conference instead of being like i'm retiring because of health concerns he was basically like which tip my hat i respect this move was like i fucking suck yeah yeah and he he, the the quotes that he gave in his press conference might have been his greatest accomplishment this entire season and that's not a joke either because he actually admitted to the fact that the, the the team's record this year was subpar, and that falls back on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no, like, two ways around it. It was definitely his fault. Um, I hope medically he's okay. Yeah, me too. But thank God that he's fucking gone. So who do you think is going to be the next candidate? So I, there was an article that came out that said basically— when the, the first managerial search came after Renteria, Han wanted A.J. Hinch. Yes. And basically, Reinsdorf told him no. And I think this time around, from everything that I can understand, Han basically was like, Jerry, you fuck this. It's my turn now. I heard, too, in the press conference that he's looking for someone that has recently been in the dugout with a successful organization that likely does not have White Sox ties. Uh, no, no, no. Not likely doesn't have it. It's that that is not a caveat to being the manager is having ties to the White Sox is what his exact quote was. They said is is having somebody asked him, like, is having ties to the White Sox part of what you're looking for? And he said no. So who I would like, I have two like A1 managers and then like basically everybody else. Okay. So, if somehow I don't, I don't really understand how. Like, can we? Can you just buy out another manager's contract that's like already an active manager? I have no like, idea. I, I, it's not like you're trading for him. Yeah. So, like, I don't really know how that works. Um, but if you can, sorry if you can hear Dutton fucking going <laughs> to town on a water bowl over there. Hey, we're drinking our beers. He's chugging his water. Yeah. Um, I, I will take Dave Martinez. Visco Dave Martinez. Yeah, from the Nationals. I'll take Dave Martinez. Uh, If not, uh, I want Carlos Beltran. Oh. He was right there with A.J. Hinch. I I read two other names. I forget their names. But it was basically people that were surrounding A.J. Hinch in Detroit right now and in um, Houston. So clearly, Han 
loves AJ Hinch and likes what he's doing and wants a like almost like a protege of him. Mm-hmm. I think Carlos Beltran is like perfect. Yeah. He's like a very good former MLB player. He's got dugout experience with the Astros. He's smart. He keeps that, you know, Hispanic ties. Um, so he, those two would probably be my number ones. And then like everybody else kind of like would would be like, eh, again, there's not like, there's not like one that's worse, I guess. Yeah. Than Larusa, but like there are definitely ones that are head and shoulders above the rest. I don't really know. I don't have any specific names in mind as to who I would like to see fill that role. My only ask is that it's someone that has the potential to be there long term and yeah. isn't just another one of these sort of bridge type of coaches. Yeah. I want someone like like I don't want like a young guy that's like you know like fresh out the game right um but i want someone that's not like dusty baker tony la Russa, fucking yeah. old yeah agree i need a guy in like his like 40s or 50s yep you know but i also think that you have to have a lot of coaching staff changes around him agreed like manichino's gotta go i'll, I'll keep cairo as the bench coach um do you He's, think he would stay if he got quote unquote like relegated back to that position? It depends on what the, what the market is. Like if there's not another like managerial spot open that he thinks he has a legit shot for, I think he would. Yeah. Um. I'm like I said, I'm getting rid of Manichino as my hitting coach. I'm bringing in Jim Tomei. There we go. Yeah, fucking dude, you tell me we wouldn't be hitting nukes all next season. Uh, I'm keeping cats. I'm getting rid of like our entire training staff. And I feel bad saying that because like that is my job and I understand to the point of where like some guy can be in the best shape of his life and you know fucking one wrong, you know, plant of your foot and you're tearing an ACL so like that's not your fault. Yeah. But like when you have as many injuries as the White Sox did this year, significant injuries, some of that has to then fall back on the training staff. Yeah. Like, you did not get them prepared correctly. And you fucking, you can blame it on shortened spring training, whatever, all that bullshit. But at the same time, no other team, I feel I like, say, had this fucking... Wasn't, this wasn't a league-wide problem. Yeah, no other team had that many injuries. So, I don't know what to tell you. Like, there, there has to be accountability for that many players being hurt for that extended period of time. Um, and I guess I falls on the training staff, so I'm getting, I'm literally like firing everybody on our training staff. There will be some significant off-season changes made to the White Sox. Yeah, both player-wise and coaching staff-wise. Yeah, it. Uh, from everything that I've kind of read and the quotes that I've seen, it does not seem like Jose Bray is coming back, which sucks. I know uh, he was up at. My dad and I were at the game on Tuesday night and. Uh, seventh inning, he came up. I think it was seventh inning, and I told my dad before, before that I was like, "Take this in because this is probably the last Jose Abreu at bat we're going to see in a White Sox uniform." Yeah, I mean that that's one that just like it it like pains me to see. Yeah, but like I understand that that is the correct baseball move to make. Right, right. It's and like it's going to really pain me to see him like on another team. And, like, I genuinely mean this. I hope he goes to a contending team. And, like, I hope he competes for a World Series. Me too. Like, he I will, I, unless, unless he goes to a team that is, like, 
basically in the AL Central. That's the only time I wouldn't root for him. Yeah. But if he goes anywhere else, I will root for whatever team Jose Abreu is on to at least make it to the World Series. Agreed. Did I say Super Bowl? I might I have said Super so. Bowl. I, I don't thought, know. I don't know. I'm I'm losing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's I I want to, I'm I'm gonna put this fucking stake in the ground right now. I still believe in the talent in this team. I do too. I don't know. You and our cousin last night were fucking ready to burn this fucking ship down. Both of you guys, both you, both you motherfuckers said Luis might need a, need a change of scenery. Shut the fuck up, both of you no, guys. No, 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 you, no. I will, look, I I will pull up it. the text messages. I agreed to it, but I was given the option of out of the four four mainstay players, we got Eloy Jimenez, uh, Yoan Moncada, Tim Anderson, and Luis Robert. What would be the order that you would like to see them go if it came down to that and Luis was my last place yes but our cousin said he might need a change of scenery and you your first word was agreed only if I don't it would be idiotic for the White Sox to trade him I can I can say that with confidence the only way that that would happen because of how young and how talented and how much of an upside he has, they would need an absolute haul back for him for me to be okay with that, and it still wouldn't sit well with me. Yeah, but also, like, nobody's going to get, like, what are you going to do? Trade him for more prospects and rebuild again? Like, I don't know. You, you're like, no team is going to trade guaranteed proven good players for a guy that has a ton of upside and has had a bad season. Like... And and you texted me this again last night, being like the Cubans can't hit in Chicago. We had an extremely bad season this year. That that there's no two ways around that. But we are acting like the past two seasons we didn't hit while we were in Chicago. We hit fucking home runs all the goddamn time for the past two years. We had a team wide slump for 162 games, which, which is unacceptable at the professional yes, level. Yes, we 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 were the greatest warning track power team this year sure balls would just go up and fall right back down and play can of corn for the outfield sure and again that is in my opinion that's an anomaly like i like i don't think that they could do that again if they tried i hope you're right but for an anomaly to last 162 games is concerning yes i agree however i i want this to be known i still believe in this team Okay, I'm going to make an amendment to your statement. I still believe in most players. Nope, you got to be all in or all out. Burn the boats, baby. Who do you not believe in? Besides, like, the typical fucking, like, Joe Kelly, fucking Leori Garcia. Don't say that shit. Uh, okay. I'm talking, like, I'm talking, like, everyday position players. Who do you not believe in? Yaz. Okay, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Josh Harrison. Okay, Josh Harrison fucking has been solid all season he's been fine he's been he's been he's been better than leary exactly he's been t- like statistically speaking he has been better than the league average second baseman so but i'm only saying i'm only saying up? that to trade josh because well i, I think, think he's we on a one-year deal so i just think we're not going to resign him move elvis andrews yeah elvis second. andrews fucking he needs another contract with the Sox. i like him elvis andrews and dylan cease and Johnny Cueto. 
were really the only three that like I was like, ah, this is fun. Yeah, I like do I like watching them. Yeah. Other than that, Eloy second half. Second half Eloy was fucking electric. My my um, hot take is. I'm not saying I'm not saying put him on the market. I'm saying I would listen to offers for Lance Lynn. Oh yeah, there are very few people I wouldn't listen to offers for on this team. Like right now, I'm not listening to anything for Dylan Cease. I'm not listening to anything for Roy Luis. I know you said we'll oh, get a prospect haul. No, uh, I'm saying if he had to go, it would need to be a massive haul. Okay. I do not want him to go. Yeah, he's off the table. Uh, Tim and Les. There's like massive shit going on behind the scenes that I'm not aware of. Tim's off the table, uh, and then Eloy is not on the table. He's in my Lance Lynn category. No, he. I'm willing to listen to offers for Lance Lynn more than I'd be willing to listen to offers for Eloy. Agreed, but I'm still listening to offers for both of them. I'm like, I got, I got my like back to the person when they're talking to me about Eloy, but I'm not toning them out completely. Yeah. I'll, like, I'll listen to it, but, like, there's, like, a, a slim to no chance I'm giving him up. Because, like, in, and, again, this is a big if, and this is why I fire the training staff. If he can stay healthy, he is by far and away the best pure hitter on the White Sox. Yep. By a absolute mile. So if he can stay healthy, I think he is a... I would say top 15 pure hitter in baseball. I can get behind that. So stay healthy, Eloy, and fucking hit nukes next year. Please. Other than that, everybody else that I didn't list is basically you have a chance of getting traded. Yes. That's about it. I got some other baseball talk I want to get into. Oh well, we're talking playoffs. Do we do? Are we both in agreement here for AL and NL teams that we're rooting for? I honestly don't even know who's in the playoffs. All right, we're rooting for the Mariners in the AL. That's a that's a no brainer. What are the other options? Uh, the Guardians. Nope. nope. Uh, the Astros. Nope. No. The Yankees. Nope. nope. Uh, and then I think the Rays. I, I would put them second. It's the Rays or the Blue Jays. Whatever team that is, I'm, they're I'm my t- second. I, I'm taking whoever wins the wild card because it's Mariners for somebody else in the wild card, and I'll take whoever else is in the wild card. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and then NL, I, I gotta go. I gotta run it back. Team of Destiny <laughs> with the Braves. Okay, uh, so I'm going Braves, Mets. I'm pretty sure we're in the, are in the wild card. Nice. Uh, Dodgers, no, Ooh. no. Dodgers are Dodgers are like. The Yankees of, of the West Coast. I have a lot of friends that are NL fans. Yeah. Um, who's in the Central? The Probably the Cardinals? No. Don't really care for the Cardinals. I could go with... The, the Brewers might make the wild card. There we go. Okay, so I could go... I can get behind the Brewers, the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Mets. What the fuck? That's like the entire NL. Yeah. You gotta pick one of them. Um... Give me your top two because, like, I know this is like for like people who are like diehard Mets or Braves fans is like sacrilegious, but like I'll take one of those two. I was gonna say Mets and Braves then would be my top two. Yeah, shout out to Lewis. Yeah, sorry that you got swept by the Braves and lost the NLEs, but we don't. You're in the you're in the the Mets on this podcast. (laughs) I'm not slandering them. It's just pointing facts. You were slandering them. 
I was keeping everyone honest. That's all. Okay, so then next question. Do you count the wild card as making the playoffs? No. That's I, like a play-in game. I would. I see. Normally, I agree, but not. A th- I'm pretty sure it's a three-game series now. Is like half making the playoffs. Because if you lose the wild card, you're not in the playoffs. Yeah. So therefore, the wild card really isn't in the playoffs. So, here's a here's my distinguishing factor here. If you make the wild card, you have made the postseason. You haven't made the playoffs. Yes. You can make the postseason without making the playoffs. That's what it is right there. Boom. Because I've, I've been on this train forever. It's like, no, no, no. It's the wild card to get into the playoffs. Yes. You have not clinched a playoff berth. You have clinched the wild card game. Agreed. I don't know. Go Mariners. Go Braves. Boom. Watch them both lose in the fucking <laughs> first round. Okay, so here's my baseball question that I wanted to run by you. Pa- this past week slash since the last recording, some pretty big baseball milestones have been reached albert pujols has passed his 700 career home runs aaron judge yeah big congrats aaron judge for um hitting the seventh most home runs in a single season good for you aaron judge hit 61 and 62 i think now um so say you're at either one of those games right and i'm catching that ball what am i doing with it you have three options bag you have three options you number one Save it for yourself and have a sweet souvenir. I'm getting no. Number two, you take it to auction and sell it to the highest bidder. Here. Number three, you give the ball back to the player that hit it in exchange for, and then you list off what your exchange would need to be. I'll I'll give it back to the player, and then my exchange is like, like whatever I can get for this at auction, that's what you guys are paying me. Because then I'll give it back to him. But I'm also getting a bag. If I caught Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball, I'm getting at least half a mil. Easy. And like That's on the low end, I feel like. Yeah. And and also, fuck any loser who is like, oh, you should give it back to him for free. Suck my ass, dude. You, you just these guys, the lottery ticket. These guys are fucking multi-millionaires. That's my golden ticket right there, dude. I'm selling that shit for as much money as I can fucking get it. Well, the reason that I brought this up is because did you see the Cardinals fan that refused to give Pujols a 700th home run ball back? Good. I'm not sure what he's doing with it, but he yeah. they said that he refused multiple different offers. I, okay, well, that's the other part. I think you're a loser if you just keep it. That'd be, like, if you got a man cave in the basement or something like that and you had that on display, that's kind of sick. I would feel like I'm getting, like, robbed. I feel like I need that shit, like, locked up tighter than, like, the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Like, laser pointers and shit. I would definitely give it back to the person. The exchanges that I would make would be I would need a signed jersey. I would want, like, an hour of hangout time with that person and some sort of, like, season ticket compensation where I ha- where I got, like, you know— at the White Sox park, it would be like scout seats, season oh, tickets dude, for I'm getting, X amount of years. I'm getting okay. So okay, so it also depends on like again, like the dude who caught it. I'm pretty sure the judge's home run was like a fucking Rangers fan. So like he definitely doesn't give a fuck about Aaron Judge. Like if it's a Yankees fan, I know it's probably gonna be some something different. But so if it was like some dude on the White Sox that did that, one, I'm getting my bag no matter what. That's really what it comes down to. Like I'm getting a fucking payday, dude. 
but then at the at the same time like i'll get i'll like knock it down at discount right so say i'm getting like say it's judge's home run ball but judge plays for the white Sox, right yeah let's put this in perspective um and say i can get like it's going for like what like one mil at auction like right off the bat so i'll be like listen i'll give it to you for like 500k and i get like the front row miller light landing seats for the next like 10 to 15 years yeah there you go so like i'll give you that discount but i'm turning right around and i'm getting some fucking nice seats plus i got a bag yep i don't need like jersey if you want to fucking sign it sure but i really don't care at that point like i'll I'll go take my 500k and buy that dude signed jersey for like 200 bucks yeah like i don't really give a fuck i'm i I got i got my bag at that point but i'm definitely getting paid for it and then if it's somebody on my team i'll give you the discount but you got to throw in some nice season tickets right you know right or like give me a box boom like just give me a fucking all you can drink all you can eat box free miller lights i get like the like the black chipotle card or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) i just get that for miller lights at the white Sox game yeah 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 so just something to think about i'd like to hear what the people have to say as to what they would do if they were in that situation if you give it back to the player for no money you're just like i just want to give it to him you are a loser i want to make that very clear you're a loser it depends on what I can no. do. I wasn't asking for no, no, money. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying like I'm saying like like the there was one I think who caught judges like sixtieth was just like he was just like I'll just give it back to him. I just want to like take a picture with him. Oh like no, fuck no, you no, dude. No, 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 I'm no. getting sh- I'm getting some shit out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you just give it back to him off of like the, the fucking quote unquote kindness of your heart, dude, you're a loser. Yep. Straight up. Yep. Alright, well that's all I got for baseball. Same. Okay, let's move on. I got a couple things of college football that I would like to talk on. Uh, before we get to a Notre Dame-BYU Shamrock Series preview, Iowa football needs to be relegated into some sort of minor leagues. Dude, dude Iowa so football is bad. Dude, painful to watch. <laughs> and that's coming from someone who watches IU football. Iowa football is painful to watch, dude. They... I don't know if I've ever seen a Power 5 team look that bad like they're down below like army navy levels of power five college football teams that i would watch dude it's tough too because isn't like their offense is horrible yeah and isn't the isn't the offensive coordinator the coach's son i have no idea i'm like almost positive that it is so like that's that's a tough look dude like if you haven't fired your kid when they are just like the worst offense of all time yeah like that's tough dude (laughs) yeah let me know doing some research on that one real quick but they dude there needs to be some sort i think they just need to go down to the fcs for like a couple seasons just to kind of regroup because they are drowning fast oh yeah dude it is yeah the offensive coordinator is is brian ferentz son of kirk ferentz who's the head coach dude you gotta fire your kid you have to you have to that's gotta be a tough one. Really like, see tough. you at fucking Thanksgiving, dude. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> like, I have a fucking good one. You couldn't coach fucking a high school team. Yeah, Iowa football sucks. I still want to go to Iowa though. I want to yeah. go to a game there. It looks sick. Yeah, great fans. Yes, 
terrible program. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to the fans. But shout out, to, yeah, shout out to the fans. You guys are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, another team that I uh, want to see what if you got some beef with from this past week, Ohio State Rutgers. Do you oh, see what happened? Dude, there? Yeah. Ohio fuck State, you. Ohio dickheads. State runs a fake punt and recovers an onside kick when they are up thirty nine in the fourth quarter. Was there? Like I didn't read into this at all. Was there like what was like did did either coach make a comment about this? Well, the coaches the Rutgers coach went after yeah. Ryan Day on the field. I so I saw that. But like I I'm don't talking know if like there were post game post game like Ryan Day being like yeah, we just wanted to run it down these motherfuckers' throats. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's not like Rutgers is any sort of perennial powerhouse, so I don't understand the rationale behind it. I what I'm kind of hoping to try and give Ohio State the benefit of the doubt, which I never do, is that like on that fake punt, that the punter saw something in the way that the coverage was lined up, and he audibled to that at the line of scrimmage rather than Ryan Day just blatantly calling for it. Because, I mean, there's no need to run either of those plays when you're up 39 points in the fourth quarter. But Yeah, but the thing is, like, if that was the case... Like, one, Ryan Day isn't, like, Ryan Day's not going to go, and because he started yelling back at the Rutgers coach. Yeah. If if that was the case, like, and I'm Ryan Day, and my fucking kicker up 39 is like, I'm going to onside kick this, and it works, I'm chewing out my kicker. I'm like, you dickhead, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, kick it in the end zone, like, do your fucking job, dude. Yeah. Um... I will say, though, that the onside kick that they ran was elite. Dude, yeah, it was sick. That was Not as good as Arkansas's. Arkansas's, with, with their, when they kicked it and their kicker recovered it, yeah. that was elite. Yes. Because, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Dude, it kicked was... It straight up the middle? Dude, first of all, it was like poetry, dude. I don't know if you saw the angle that they have. So they have, like, the kickoff angle that's, like, right behind the kicker. Yeah. So the kicker turns his back to Alabama to, like, like receive this punt, and two of the gunners on Arkansas just fucking laid out the guys behind him. Yes. Like, I'm I'm talking full full sprint into a dive right into the front two guys at Alabama's defense. Right as the guy caught it, it was, dude, poetry in motion. Agreed. Agreed. So that's the uh, college football talk. Who does IU have this week? Who fucking knows? They lost in Nebraska, so. Yeah, that's tough. Hate to see it. Real tough. Uh, Saturday, though, tomorrow marks the 11th Shamrock Series game for Notre Dame playing BYU in Vegas shout out to all my friends that are there I'm jealous um Notre Dame currently three and a half point favorites yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh I'm not I still really don't know what to expect I think that the both sides of the ball took good steps forward against North Carolina, but it's hard to judge that against North Carolina because of how bad their defense is. Okay, but I'm looking at BYU's scores so far. Mm-hmm. Not like they can fucking stop anybody either. They've given they've they're here are their first four games. Uh twenty, they give up twenty to Baylor. They give up forty one to Oregon. They give up twenty four to Wyoming and twenty six to Utah State. Yeah. So like not like their defense is anything fucking stellar. Their uh, their defense isn't anything crazy. They have two linebackers that both have two interceptions, which is interesting. 
I'm assuming that Notre Dame should be able to run the ball pretty much like they did against North Carolina, which bodes well for the Irish. Again, I I just think that BYU is a slightly better version of North Carolina. Their defense yeah. isn't that good. Their offense is pretty high-powered. They're, they're averaging almost 35 points a game and almost 7 yards a play on offense, which is good. What... Dude, they ran the ball 49 times against Utah State. That's a fucking lot. What, what but also their quarterback was 19 for 31, two touchdowns, two interceptions against Utah State. Yeah, tough Yeesh. game. Tough game. What cracks me up about BYU is that uh, they like move the ball down the field pretty well, and then they get into the red zone and just forget how to play football. They're they're ranked a hundred fourth in red zone offense, and they just oh so they're the Bears like they, they they'll go from the twenty to the twenty with ease, and then you get inside the twenty and they're like uh oh what what do we do now <laughs> what do I do now <laughs> so like okay so then why so like I, I is their I offense like. Are they running like deep post routes, and then it's like you're not, you can't run a deep post route at the five yard line? Maybe. I mean, like I said, they're averaging almost seven yards a play, and that's combined run and pass through four. I or mean, five this games. guy, this guy had their quarterback, their quarterback had nineteen completions for hundred eighty yards. So it's like you're basically almost averaging like ten yards he's, a throw. He's got a big arm. I can tell you that. I don't like that. No. It, it, I think it'll be dependent on like our front seven. Like, can one, can you stop the run? Because it fucking looks like they the run a lot. Yeah. Uh, two, like, can you get pressure on the quarterback? Yes. Because yes. it also, also, which I, I'm, I'm looking at the stats now from the Utah State game, uh, the guy on their team with the most amount of rushes was their quarterback, which, again, I don't like because for some fucking reason, Al Golden doesn't like putting a spy on a quarterback. That's, that's what I'm saying. I think that they're just a slightly better version of North Carolina. Yeah. I'm gonna. My bold prediction for the game is that Notre Dame is going to have a block punt or field goal. They're going to cause some sort of dis- disruption in the special teams game. 41-10. <laughs> Notre Dame. I'm going. I'm going. Is that what was? What, is that is that the score that I always go with? What score do I always go I with? Think I think so. it was forty-one ten. Yeah, something around. Yeah, I'm going forty-one ten. I'm, I'm going thirty-one twenty-four. Notre Dame. I'm going forty-one give or take fourteen. Okay, we're putting up fifty-five. Dude, going back and watching the the North Carolina game. It's we a, dude, we easily could have put up sixty against 63, North Carolina. 14 should have been the final. Yeah, of that. we could have we could have easily put up sixty three against North Carolina. Yeah, and so. that that's what that's what I said. Like right afterwards, I was like, that was a good game, but we left a lot of points on the table. Yeah, and gave up a lot of points that shouldn't have been there. I just want Notre Dame to get out to a fast start offensively because their first quarter has just been brutal to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But at least against North Carolina, it seems like they they made a little bit of halftime adjustments. Yep, slightly. Yep. Uh, I saw that some dude, some one of the freshmen cornerbacks, is now like first string. Yeah, Benjamin Morrison replacing C. Lou at corner. I like it, Clarence. Clarence should still play a good role in the secondary, but Benjamin Morrison, I have really respected his play. Dude, 
I I have no doubt that he's good. Tough name. <laughs> Perfect ben- Notre Dame. Benjamin Morrison is not a cornerback's name. Like it's the same thing with Clarence Lewis, dude. Like you just sorry. Like I I'm sure that you're like I know that you're really good. Yeah. You kind of have a lame name. But C. Lou as a nickname? C. Lou, sweet. Clarence. Yeah. B. More. B. Mo. B. Mo. Okay. I'm in now. There you go. Dude, the, the, the total switch of vibes between Benjamin Morrison and B. Mo is insane. Like, B. Mo is like, B. Mo will lock you down. Oh, Benjamin yeah. Morrison will greet you with a, hand, a firm <laughs> handshake. Like, two totally different people. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited for that game. Very excited. 7.30 kick? 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 in the desert. I'm sure the stadium's, like, air-conditioned, right? Yes. Okay, so I was about to say, if not, it's going to be fucking hot. I'm also really interested to see the fan breakdown there. Because BYU is, is like, it's significantly lesser travel, yeah, than people coming from South Bend. But Notre Dame does. Both schools actually have pretty strong alumni bases. My guess is it's going to be like a 60-40 Notre Dame split. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Do you have any more uh, football? Um, nope. That's have, actually all the sports that I have. So I have one more football okay. thing. Um, so on, I was watching some YouTube videos the other day. Uh, and this popped up on like, you know when you just go to like the homepage, it's like recommended for you? Yeah. So this was um, a video by GQ Sports, right? Here's the title, and I'm going to read you this word for word. Can an average guy beat an NFL kicker in a field goal contest? Watch the video. Would you like to know what happened? Uh, the average guy couldn't make a field goal from like 10 yards. Just out. got fucking dusted by the NFL kicker. No shit, dude. Why Why is that a video? Why is that a video? Can a average guy throw the ball better than Tom Brady? Fucking no. Kicking, kicking, a, field Sick, goal, dude. kicking a field goal is something that I see happen so many times every football weekend. And if I were to go out and try that, it just does not make sense in my mind. Like, kicking, kicking a field goal. I get kicking. I get kicking. I'm not good at it, but I understand how it works. I, that's what I'm saying. But if I had to go out there and try and do that, I can. I would be shocked if I could kick the ball high enough in the air for it to go through the field goal from like the five yard line. I think. I think. I think not consistently. I think I could kick a ten yard field from the ten yard line. I think that's it, like the furthest I'll get. And it, like I said, like it's not going to happen every time, but like <laughs> eventually I'd make it from the ten yard line. My kicking stinks. I could make it from the ten yard line, and also I'm not. I'm definitely like field goals. I can understand how people miss field goals. I I think it's been better for the most part throughout football in general. I'll never understand unless there's like bad weather how kickers on kickoffs have such disparity in the length that they kick the ball. Like, there are some times where the exact same kicker will fucking boot it 15 yards out of the end zone, and then there's somewhere like, he'll drop it at the five. And it's like, what the fuck, man? I think just it's, I kick think it it's out like, of the end zone. It's like golf. You're just He's just changing his clubs so that he puts a little different distance and spin on it based on what they need to do. 
But I think for the most part, you just want to fucking boot it out of the end zone. I would just use take the driver all, and yeah, just crank fucking, it as far dude, as I can. Take all guessing out of it. Just yeah. be like, they're getting the ball at the same fucking yard line every time. Yep. But yeah, I saw that video. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck makes this? All right. Well, uh, wrapping up the show then with some dumb thoughts, random stories. I have one that I'm going to put you on the spot for. We haven't done a top five in a while, and I'm not sure if we covered this in a past episode around this time. We haven't done a top five, but we did a, a bracket. Yeah. Um, so just some of your favorite fall activities now that it is fall season, weather's cooling down. Um, I got a list of four so far that I thought of if you want me to rattle through those to get your mind churning. Sure. I mean, number one is watching football. Yeah. Easy. I, I said watching football all day. Yeah. Especially on Saturdays. I'm going college game day at 9 yeah. a.m. all that, the way until Pac-12 kickoff at 10.30, and I'm falling asleep to that late game. Yeah. Can I? Can college game day get wrapped up into this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Full day of Full college day of football. college football starting. Like, dude, there is nothing better than in college specifically, like waking up hungover on a Saturday morning and just the first thing you hear is coming to your city and then you're like, dude, toss me a beer. Like I'm having it for breakfast. Like let's have ourselves a fucking day today. Yeah. I am so happy falling asleep on Saturdays just to the sound of college football in the background. Yeah. It's yeah. elite. Um, another one of my favorites is, uh, especially once it gets a little bit cooler out than what it is currently, uh, driving with the windows down, but the heat on. Ooh, yeah, I you like got that. that nice hot and cold mix. A little bit, a little bit of everything there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then my last two here, kind of more on the basic side, but um, the fall scented candles. I like those. I'm fifty fifty on those. I uh, just had one that I was burning today of ginger pumpkin, autumn radiance ginger pumpkin. See, I don't think I would like that one. It smells good. What don't you like about them? I don't know. They're just like, like my scents, my, the scents I like in candles are like evergreen. Like th- not Winter. like that. No, no, no. Not that that's like the scent. Like they're, they're good year round. Oh, oh, oh. I like you. I don't need, I don't need specific. Yeah, like I if I mean, want that smell, I'm just popping a window open. I'm not, I'm not a big uh, candle burner in the spring and summer months. It's usually just fall and winter. I gravitate towards those scents. Fair. Uh, and then last one, again, super basic pick here, but the uh, pumpkin-flavored coffees. Not a fan. I like those. Don't, I, as I'm long not, as I'm they're not, iced or cold brew. I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not a hot coffee. That's fair. Flavored I'm not, hot coffee drinker. I'm not not a fan of them. I just, like, they don't do it for me. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay, I'll go wearing shorts and a sweatshirt. I'm doing it right now. It's fucking the best. Yep. Like, if I could wear shorts and a sweatshirt every day, I would. Love it. Ooh, I got one. Uh, Crock-pot meals. Yup. Like uh, I was nice, going to say just like tailgate meals in like, general. Like a nice chili or a dip going all day, and then yeah. you leave the house and you come back in and the entire house smells like that. Yeah. Mm. Um. So this, this one is kind of towards the end of fall, but this is always nice too. Uh, taking your glove off to crack a beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like you're like, oh, it's cold outside, I need the gloves, but... Got to crack this beer open to get my alcohol blanket going a little bit. So, pop the glove off, crack it, glove back on. Yes. Always nice. Yes. Um, and then uh, bonfires. I'm just going bonfires. Ooh, good pick, good pick. I can't like, believe just I missed that one. Bonfires in general are I, sick. Yes, I love those. 
and it's like it's not like one in the summer where like it's, it's like hot outside like you can get a little blanket on you you got the pants and the sweatshirt yeah chilling you're in your pajamas you're doing whatever yep love that how many did i pick i don't know handful four or five i did i didn't go with the full i was just kind of listing them all off didn't have to be a top five and okay so then my last one and this is like i don't know if this is just specific to me but like the first day where it's like 65 degrees with a little bit of a breeze and it's like and i'm talking that temperature specifically at like six seven o'clock at night yeah and there's when you walk outside to that there's a different smell in i was the gonna air. say it smells different it and you know it you're like that was that's fall yep like that's that's some football season like get me to a fucking college football game like there's something different about that agreed so that that 65 with a little breeze 6 7 p.m at night elite yep that's what you live for right there absolutely um was that all that's all I okay got. i just have one question okay is there a fundamental difference between a pub and a bar or is it just like two people calling the same thing a different word um i think that they're synonyms however in my mind when i hear a pub i generally as- associate it with being an irish establishment Okay, but there's, like, people in England call it, like, going to the pub. You know what I think it is? I think a pub is a little bit fancier. Not in not in the fact of, like, people, people aren't, like, people are still getting hammered there. Yeah. But there's no, like, jerseys on the wall or, okay, like, fair. you know... We're not we're not sitting there dying for like you know every sports game on at once. It's yeah. not like a B Dubs. Like a B Dubs is like a bar. a bar, and then like a pub is like yeah, it's a little bit classier, but <laughs> we're still getting fucked up and watching sports there. That's fair. That's fair. Because I was just thinking about it the other day. I I think I might just start calling bars pubs. Going to the pub. Going. I'm going to the pub. <laughs> dude, you want to go to the pubs tonight? Dude, that sounds. It sounds so much cooler. Hey, let's hit the pubs. Let's hit, dude. We're hitting the pubs hard tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Long day at the pub. I kind of like that. I'll dude, be behind yeah, you. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I, I was just thinking about it, dude. Like, man, I want to go to the fucking pub. <laughs> That's so cool. And and it sounds like it sounds better than saying you're going to the bar. Yeah. Like, it, there's like a negative connotation if you were like, I, I'm thinking about this from like, a married perspective per se like you tell your significant other you're going to the bar they're like oh i don't fucking Again? like that and then you're like i'm going to the pub it's like oh well, fucking all right that's a nice establishment yeah yeah like i'm going to the pub fair i'm starting to say pub <laughs> i can Fuck get behind it. that i like it I, i'm i'm not even gonna say we're bringing it back because i feel like it wasn't really a thing in america we're starting it starting it going to the pub let's go by the way galley's is called galley sports pub so technically Ooh, pub so but that doesn't fit your criteria i know but they named him so okay you can you either get called the pub or you name yourself a pub <laughs> and then you're a pub boom pubs all right shout out the pubs shout out well that is where we are wrapping up shed some light episode 196 thank you all for listening take a couple seconds out of your day give us that five star rating interview if you're listening to this on a crisp fall weekend just uh pop one of your earbuds out and tell a friend hey check out shed some light we'd appreciate it Go to a pub. Go to a pub. Tell us another pub member. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll catch you the next time we record. And in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.